It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Joining us on the telephone, one of my faves, Frankie Previtt. Hi, Frankie. How are you? I'm great, Adam. How are you? Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, or uh, as I like to say, Merry Yachtmas. Uh, this conversation <laughs> will air on Yacht Rock Radio as well as the Adam Ritz Show. You can learn more at yachtrockradio.com and adamritzshow.com. We caught up with Frankie uh, earlier in the year to talk about uh, his top 10 hit in 1981 with Frankie and the Knockouts. Sweetheart, and I don't mean to blow smoke, but it truly is one of my favorite songs in the Yacht Rock library. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I have you on the phone here. And I, the feedback I get from our listeners with that song is that they, you know, if you grew up in the late 70s, early 80s, and you were listening to American radio, that's one of those songs that just makes you smile and it takes you, it's so nostalgic, and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that song. Well, you know, it was a, a song that changed my life back in 1981 because it was the last song on uh, the Frankie and the Knockouts record that I wrote, brought it into Jimmy Einer, and he looked at me and goes, you're a rock and roll band and this is a pop song. He goes, you sure you want to put that bullet in the gun? And I said, let's load it up and deal with it later. And, you know, lo and behold, we had a top 10 hit. And so that was uh, my first ever hearing myself on the radio, the first time driving down Livingston Avenue, singing at the top of my lungs, listening to myself on the radio. So, yeah, it was a great moment. Such a great song. And we have you uh, on the program today to talk about uh, your connection with Toys for Tots and uh, a right. Christmas song that you have written, composed. Uh, and we're actually going to play the song, uh, too, as well, coming up here. It's called Merry Christmas, Everybody. Before we get to the Christmas uh, portion of this conversation. Just for quick history for our listeners, in addition to your top 10 hit in 1981 with Frankie and the Knockouts, uh, you're also an award-winning composer uh, from the soundtrack for, uh, for Dirty Dancing with the song I've Had the Time of My Life. Probably maybe number one on your resume is that you wrote that song and won a, an Oscar for that song, Best Song uh, 1987 from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Yeah, um, you know, Just a Sweetheart was the first of, you know, my Frankie and the Knockouts career uh, as an artist, writing time of my life, I became a songwriter because the song became bigger than me as an artist. And then I won an Academy Award that year, Golden Globe, and a really great honor was ASCAP Song of the Year, which means the most played song in the world that year. And also, it's uh, Baby Brother, Hungry Eyes, was in that same movie that I wrote with John Nicola. Yeah, that's that's funny that you know of the of the award winning song. I failed to mention that you also wrote "Hungry Eyes," performed by Eric Carmen, which is a killer song too. Uh, where are your Thanks. awards? Uh, I mean, the Oscar, the Golden Globe. Do you have those on the mantle uh, next to the Christmas tree? I, I have them um, in their own like little separate place, and what sits above it is a uh, in, in a framed uh, case is a picture of Patrick and Jennifer and a record that RCA gave me that is of the first Dirty Dancing album, a painting of Patrick and, and Jennifer, and then the original lyrics. And that 
why I have that there is because when I met Patrick uh, doing a charity event, I walked in with two of these records and he looked at me and goes, I never got one of those. And I said, well, you did now. <laughs> and he goes, but you, you got to sign it for me. And I said, okay, only if you sign mine. So I signed one to him and then he signed one and gave it back to me. So it's re- really uh, dear to my heart. Uh, what a great guy. And uh, I think of him often because I do the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network charity in, in his honor by selling the original demos on Facebook called Dirty Dancing Demos. And so I give all that money to them. And through the years, you know, going on about 25 years now, I've probably raised close to $30,000 selling those demos for pancreatic cancer. That is uh, fantastic to hear and a great reminder for all of us to get involved with our communities or, or something that's close to our, ho- our heart that, that's touched our family or friends as well. Uh, so Christmas, Christmas time. And I understand the, uh, the song you wrote uh, is part of the Frankie Previtt uh, lore and history because uh, this is a song you wrote in 1996. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, after writing time of my life, you, you start to meet a lot of people you probably wouldn't have met through the years. And, you know, I was lucky enough to meet with uh, Christine Aguilar's manager. And uh, right around, I don't know, a few days before Easter, he called me and was like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'd like you to write a Christmas song for uh, Christina. And I said, really? I said, it's two days before Easter. I said, I don't know where I'm going to get the inspiration from. Because, <laughs> well, I, I got to get the ball rolling and you know, get something out there and, and, you know, to see what people are going to come up with for her. What he didn't tell me that is that he wanted an up-tempo song. And, of course, I wrote a ballad with my cousin, Dusty McCallie, uh, who I wrote a bunch of stuff with Cindy Lauper and other people. And um, so he goes, Frankie, it's a really great song, but I, I was really looking for an up-tempo song. So it went in my draw, became one of my mom's favorites. <laughs> A few years back, Lisa Sherman, who was in a show that I do called The uh, the Unforgettables, did it for me for a charity that John Bon Jovi puts on here in, in Red Bank called Lunch Break, which uh, helps the homeless and anybody that's in need. And so we did a big concert at the uh, Count Basie Theater, and she sang it there. We did a, a little recording of it and sold it. But um, Ben Franklin, who was a gentleman that worked on Frankie and the Knockouts back in 1981 and helped break Sweetheart calls me out of the blue and said, you know what? I have this group in Canada and they are fantastic. And do you have anything for them to sing? So I said, well, it's coming on Christmas. Why don't we see what they think of Merry Christmas, everybody? And so he sent it to them. They sent it to their arranger, Roy Tan, and he sent me back a track that blew me away. And it sounded like David Foster produced the track. And I said, wow. I said, this is incredible. If the group sings as good as this track sounds, we we have something. And of course, Vivace, along with Mark Mazury, who is a Grammy-nominated singer in his own right, did an unbelievable job. And so I, I have what many people who are listening, pacemakers like Michael Lloyd, who produced Time of My Life, said to me, if this song ends up in a big movie, it becomes a classic. So, you know, it, it made me feel really great when he said that. Um, I sent it out to uh, the folks over at Disney, and they kind of said the same thing. You know, it has that classic sound to it. And, you know, we'd like to put it on home possibly for next year, a movie for next year. So, you know, 
I thought with, along with Ken, I said, there's got to be a way that we can hook this up with a charity. And what better charity, he said to me, than Toys for Tots at Christmas time. And so it was a perfect fit. And uh, so that's what we're doing. We're, we're taking a large part of whatever is made from this song and we're donating it to Toys for Tots. Try to put a smile on a child's face at Christmas time. Oh, fantastic organization. Toys for Tots uh, from the U.S. Marines started in 1947. Yeah, yeah. Um, millions yeah. of children uh, touched by Toys for Tots. And uh, how do our listeners uh, find the song and download and purchase the song to be able to help Toys for Tots? It's very simple. Just go to radiotv.com. And as soon as you do that, it'll click and it'll show you all of uh, ways to download it. You can listen to the song. Um, you can read a little bit of a history about it and some of the uh, performers who are performing on it that you'll realize that some of these people and listening to them, that um, they are they are the A-team of vocalists. So Ravachi is the name of the, the group, and Mark Mazury is a, a guest with them on the song. And you can get that uh, song at radiotv.com. What a great URL. How did you get that? How'd you get that website? <laughs> um, I think that's uh, Ken Franklin's website. Oh, okay. He came up with uh, putting this all together for us, and he's been working like 24 7 and um, getting the song out there. I think the more tastemakers like yourself, Adam, that you know, I'm able to talk to and you're able to pass on to your listeners and educate them and here's some new music and there's not many Christmas songs that come out uh, year after year that become, oh, this is the next great Christmas song, but we're hoping for that for Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody, written by Frankie Previtt and performed by Vivachi and Mark Masri. Let's take a listen to it. You can purchase this song and help Toys for Tots this holiday season at radiotv.com. Here it is. Merry Christmas, everybody, on Yacht Rock Radio. Now it comes to remind us this time each year in all of Splendor Saint Nicholas appears. There's children singing joy to the world as we start celebrating. Our hearts fill with cheer. Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a happy new year. It's the time of the season. Just repeat these words 
time of the season The holidays are here So make a New Year's resolution And say a prayer Merry Christmas everybody Have a happy New Christmas, everybody. Not just uh, a fantastic thing to say to your friends and family during the holiday season, but a fantastic Christmas song written by one of our favorite Yacht Rock radio performers, Frankie Previtt, who we are lucky enough to have on the phone still with us. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. So I, I can only assume that Christmas is uh, you know, a big deal to you uh, through your life and your family. Uh, you don't just write a great Christmas song if Christmas doesn't mean something to you. Is that right? Well, you know, through the years, uh, I-, I come from a musical family. My dad was an opera singer. My mom and dad met by taking voice lessons from the same vocal coach. So I'm, I guess, a part of their duet. And so Christmas and, and family was always, you know, a time uh, for us to get together with, um, you know, our other family members, our relatives, and enjoy singing together, enjoy just each other's company, realizing that, you know, it's a moment in in our year that there's peace on earth and we're hoping that it spreads around the world. And so, you know, with that being, you know, entrenched in my memory, Merry Christmas, everybody was the seed from where, where the song came from. What's the best uh, Christmas gift you can remember getting when you were a little boy? Present-wise? Yeah, not not expensive, just something that just sticks out in your mind, something that you opened it up under the tree, and uh, maybe maybe you still have it. Maybe it's in the back of a closet somewhere. Well, too bad I don't. You know, I can. what just flashed in my mind was a Schwinn bicycle, my first bicycle <laughs> that my parents gave me. And I, I remember that so well because sitting next to it was a second one for my sister. And so that was like the biggest deal for me, to get a bicycle. It probably took your parents all night to build that thing while you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> and probably all year to earn the money to buy it. <laughs> well, it's fantastic that, uh, you know, you've got this Christmas song uh, in your, I guess, library of, of your body of work that's just been uh, pretty amazing, uh, dating back to the, the late 70s with Frankie and the Knockouts, your uh, award-winning work from the Dirty Dancing soundtrack. Uh, now you're Mr. Christmas. I mean, do, uh, do the people that, uh, in your life, uh, do they have any Christmas nicknames for you since you've written a Christmas song? 
You know, that's a that's a good thought. No, um, I haven't heard any yet, but I'm sure somebody will come up with something and and uh, you know, no nicknames yet. I'm going to call <laughs> you Mr. Christmas. That's my uh, new nickname for you. I'll take uh, it, Frankie Previtt, aka. It. Mr. Christmas. So Vivace right. and uh, and Mark Masri are the vocals and the the band and the vocalist uh, on the song um, that you mentioned. You co-wrote with Dusty McHale, uh, and you, that's your cousin. Dusty, yeah, Dusty McCallie, Actually, I'm Dusty sorry, McCallie. Yep. And, and you've worked and, and, with Dusty before yeah. on on some other tunes. Like what? What have you done yeah, with Dusty? I, yeah. Um, I wrote a song called The Night to Remember, which was the uh, first single uh, on the album A Night to Remember from Cindy Lauper. Um, <laughs> That's I wrote, amazing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I wrote um, uh, We the People from from a movie called, um, what's the name of that movie? Uh, we the People. Um I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the movie. It'll come to me. Rude Awakening. There it is. Okay, Rude Awakening. Um, yeah. And so uh, we had the end track in that movie. Uh, let's see. What else have I written with Dusty? Probably a lot of songs that are still in my drawer, but those are the two that were, were published and that are out. And, and now Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. You know, my hope for, for you and, and Dusty is that um, Christina Aguilera hears this song somewhere. And thinks, man, I wish I sang that song. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. She's, I, may, I may have to send it. To her. Send it to her and say this could have been you. <laughs> <laughs> what? what well, I have you, to ask. You never know. What was the song? Uh, did she end up doing some Christmas song? Uh, I think w- she did, and it was for. A, uh, it ended up being in a movie, and uh, it was right in the beginning of her career, right in the very beginning. Um, and, uh, I mean, she was on RCA and, uh, they were, they, I believe broke her from, um, having a song in a movie and, and, uh, you know, same with, you know, time of my life, breaking a song out of a movie. It's like having a, a band play in every town USA five times a day. Right. So, you know, it does, a movie does what, it, what a band can't do, you know? So it's. Good thing. <laughs> At least it was for me. Well, Frankie, uh, can't thank you enough for the time. I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. Uh, much success with the song. Merry Christmas, everybody. You can download it right now at radiotv.com, and portions of the proceeds from the downloads will go to support Toys for Tots this holiday season. Adam, thank you so much for having me. Happy holiday to you and to all your listeners. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, Frankie. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. And the show rolls on. We love talking to guys that have expertise in the world of philanthropy and character and leadership. And this guy certainly fits those uh, those monikers with uh, his job title as character coach. I love that. He's a character coach. This is Sean Pugh. Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Adam? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. You are the character coach for the Purdue Boilermaker football team. Right. I guess my official title is director of player development. But, yeah, character coach is also another name that I go 
by, but official title is Director of Player Development. We've done uh, player development with um, a lot of teams, and uh, that's a big issue is character and integrity. So is that is that uh, something that's not on your card? Character coaches is that just something how you, that's how you explain what player development is to people that don't know what player development is? Yes, that is correct. That is correct. Actually, at Western Kentucky, my title was character coach. It was the official title, but in the in the change when Coach Brom invited me to come up here and be on staff, um, they they changed the title. I don't really care what they call me, <laughs> as long as I get to get to do what 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 I'm I'm very fortunate to do, and that's help develop men. So. And that's what player development is, because mm-hmm. a lot of people, when they hear the term player development, mm-hmm. uh, common sense would tell you develop players. Mm-hmm. So you'd think strength, conditioning, right. Right. speed, right. Um, talent on the field. Mm-hmm. But it actually, player development is about everything off the field, right. about becoming better men, mm-hmm. better students, mm-hmm. and preparing for the future. And that's why Character Coach uh, makes so much sense. So let's start with Sean Pugh, with what you did, uh, your fairly young man, what you what you did starting at Western Kentucky University as a character coach. What would you do there? Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I uh, you know, I played football at Western Kentucky, graduated um, in 2007. Can I interrupt you real quick? Mm-hmm. The Hilltoppers, mm-hmm. what is that mascot? That <laughs> That red, it's a red dot. Yeah. Or what, what, how would you describe it, and what is it? Well, if you look at his head, it looks like the top of a hill. So, <laughs> it, so that's, uh, that's the best way to describe Big Red. But what's funny about it is, as a kid, you either love him or you hate him. So as an adult, everybody loves him. You know, nationally, people love him. But, uh, but you know, sometimes you see kids running away from him because they don't know what what Big Red is, and <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah, sometimes it, sometimes he he grows on he, he Big Red grows on people sometimes. Well, Big Red is uh, in the national spotlight mm-hmm. almost every year with that Capital One mascot yeah, yeah, search. So there's only you know 20 or so mascots mm-hmm. that get featured in the mascot search right. that Capital One does. And Big Red, Western Kentucky's always there. I'm sure there's people on the West Coast that are like, "What is that red thing?" <laughs> yes, get that. We get that all the time. So. so, as a character coach at Western mm-hmm. with the football team, mm-hmm. what are the some of the some of the things you did for the guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what I did was uh, I was in in charge of spiritual development. Uh, if that's something that the guys want, we don't force that on anyone. Uh, it's also a pastor there in the area. Um, but we, uh, you know, we have a fellowship of Christian athletes that was on campus. Um, uh, sometimes guys just have questions about that, and I help them do that. Um, one of the things that uh, that I also did is I was in charge of all the community service, um, really getting out in the community, serving the community, all social classes. Um, it, it doesn't matter. We're, we're trying to make an impact in the community. Um, uh, also, I helped with the life skills development. You know how to how to how to budget your money, how to um, you know purchase a car uh, when you're looking for an apartment, things like that. The things that you need to do, you need to know how to do when you're done playing college football when you're done being a student athlete uh so that's what that was the bulk of what i did in uh, overall counseling i did a lot of counseling for players and coaches not just not just players but coaches too i'm just i was just a resource kind of a big brother to the players and and uh a, a counselor for coaches as well so when you mentioned community service yeah uh, let's dive into some of those projects yes. um i'm sure you had the guys working with elementary school kids yes, reading to yes, them maybe yes. what are some of the projects you did with the guys yes um so um i'll first kind of tell you what our mentality is here at purdue about serving the community okay we want to serve everyone all right and we want to do that a lot one of the things you'll notice you'll see some stuff on social media some stuff you won't see most of what we do people don't see it and I'm gonna tell you why 
we think it's very important for our guys to be men and, and uh, you know, being a man has something to do with knowing how to serve and to serve for the right reasons, serving without expecting nothing in return, serving without any attention. We believe that's important in, in, in being a man, that you serve for the right reasons. You serve because you want to pour into that kid, not so you can get get a social, you know, something on social media. Not and it's not a bad thing to 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 be able to put something on your resume as well. There's nothing wrong with that, but we want to make sure that we we we're trying to develop the right heart as well. And we want to make sure our guys serve for the right reason. So, that's our our mentality on serving. And we do we do things that nobody knows we do except for the kids there or we'll do things like build something. Nobody knows that we did that, right? Well, that's 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 what we're committed to doing. But, you know, some of the things that we've done here at Purdue, I've been here since uh since January, um sometime in late January. Um we've done Salvation Army, okay? They have a uh, they have a youth night there, so we go there, play dodgeball with the kids and Oh and, no, yeah. wait a minute. You got <laughs> You got a middle linebacker right. that can bench press 400 pounds yes. playing dodgeball with a little kid. Yeah, we sometimes have to tell our guys, hey, back off a little bit because, you know, we're competitors, you know, and yeah. you got them beaming the ball or throwing the ball as hard as they can sometimes, and then they back off. But it's fun. The kids love it. Uh, the people love it. They have a great time. I'm uh, remembering that skit with Peyton Manning in Saturday Night Live <laughs> exactly when he's throwing the ball at those kids as hard as he can. We've had to tell our guys to back off. They forget sometimes, like, oh, yeah, we're playing dodgeball with kids. They just get in that mode, and they get competitive. But we've gone to uh, many elementary schools around here. We'll be a part of Rita across America, you know, reading to kids. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the Boys and Girls Club, which also ends in, in uh, dodgeball usually. <laughs> um, uh, 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 like I said, uh, we do a lot of things with reading to kids. Um, we've uh, also, here's another thing that we, we, we've done and we just started this year. We, the Special Olympics started a, the local Special Olympics has flag football now and across the state actually. So, you know, just developing a relationship with the people from Special Olympics, you know, they said, hey, we just started flag football. And, you know, we came up with the idea and saying, hey, why don't we do a free clinic for 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 the Special Olympics to teach them, you know, because they, they've only had I think this is the second year they've had flag football. Let's teach your participants some drills, some things like that. So we had a, a Saturday where we invited uh, the whole, you know, Special Olympics participants participants across the whole state to come to our facility up on the practice field and we did a two-hour clinic with the with the special uh, special olympics participants oh that's great oh it was phenomenal it was so much fun it was a blast and seeing those seeing those smiles on the on, on the on the kids faces and seeing our guys just really really get into it and really celebrate with the uh, with these participants not just kids you know special olympics is not just kids it's yeah. you know uh adults too so seeing seeing the smiles and seeing the joy i mean that that's what it's all about i, I mean you can't that, that's what it's all about we've done a lot of uh reporting and work with the special olympics mm-hmm. and uh, love what what they do internally mm-hmm. and love what they do for people that work with them that maybe don't uh aren't exposed to them a lot like mm-hmm. you said seeing one of those mm-hmm. Uh, Olympian smile. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so great to work with them. Yeah. Uh, did you say this was the first time you did it? Yes. And is there going to be, is mm-hmm. this an annual event? Because yeah. I would love to cover that. Oh, yeah, most definitely. We're going to do it every year. Uh, you know, every year, I, I mean, is, is, uh, hopefully, I, hopefully I can keep fooling people and, and, and convincing them to keep me around here. But as long as, <laughs> as long as, as long as I'm here, and I'm not saying I'm the, you know, the, the, the get I don't get it. I'm not saying I get all the credit, but as long as I'm here, I'm gonna, we're going to make sure that we did. And Coach Brom, he spoke to the kids. 
kids you know he uh he uh he 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 took the time as well to do that and and made it important and uh it was just uh, it was a great thing but we're, we're gonna do it every year and i'll make sure that you know about it let me know because yeah. i'll uh a i'll be there just to help yeah. and support yeah, b yeah. i'll bring my microphone yes. and we'll we'll talk to uh some of the kids mm-hmm. we'll talk to some of the special athletes and mm-hmm. we'll talk to the the purdue players as well and just cover the whole day yeah that that's what we're what we're trying to do that's a part of our development another aspect you know, we go speak to kids at alternative schools, too. We go to speak to kids at mental health facilities as well. Some kids that often people forget about or have made mistakes at a young age, we want to try to pour into them and say, you know what, you can turn that around. You can go a different route, you know. Some people come from different situations. They're surrounded by certain things, and sometimes mistakes are made or whatever it may be. But we have guys that have made mistakes here, okay? And that's the great thing. They want to go to those schools, alternative school or whatever it may be, to talk to those kids, tell their story about how they made a mistake, but how they turned it around and look mm-hmm. where they are now, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're very adamant about doing things like that. We try to do so many different things. It's crazy. It's all over the place. But the, believe it or not, there is a method to the madness. We want to make sure we make an impact on all social classes. We want to make sure that we're, 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 we put ourselves in uncomfortable situations. So it's not about us. It's about them. Okay. And and I think that's a part of being a man. I think that's a part of growing. I think that's 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 what needs to be done in development aspect. All right. Well, Sean Pugh, our guest, uh, player development director for the Purdue University football team, the Boilermakers. Uh, so glad you took the time to come on the show. Uh, tell us what you do and how you work with young men to make them better people. Uh, we'd love to have you back on the show in the future to update us on uh, your programs and your initiatives here at Purdue. Oh, I would love to anytime. Right. I appreciate you. Sean, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.